No matter if you're on the tracks or on board, the cancel train stops for no one. And things are not looking good for you. Welcome back to the show. My name is Cody Lawrence. Today we're going to be talking about cancel culture in context with a recent event that is uh, ongoing in the Christian internet sphere regarding a man named Thomas Accord. Uh, Also regarding Stephen Wolf and his new book, The Case for Christian Nationalism. Uh, It's very complicated and very interesting, uh, but some of you might not be interested at all, so I'm just going to give you the basic basic facts about this, uh, the the basic summary, and then tell you why I think this is a, it, w- what we can learn from this regarding cancel culture. So here it is. It all begins with this book, The Case for Christian Nationalism, which a lot of people absolutely despise. They hate it because, um, you know, we don't like the culture doesn't like ideas that disagree with the culture. And so they will do anything they possibly can to silence those ideas. And it is not limited to attacking um, friends uh, of people and um, throwing out all sorts of awful accusations, um, making stuff up. Um, You know, this is cancel culture, of course. This is exactly what happens. And so, essentially, the thing that this book is pushing, I'm not finished with it yet, but it's very interesting so far. Uh, I don't agree with everything in it, but uh, it is it is a worthy discussion to be had that most people seem to want to avoid entirely uh, and would much rather just destroy people's lives. <laughs> so, the, the whole issue with the book, I've talked about this on the... Uh, multiple times in my podcast recently, the idea of Christian nationalism. And the basic idea is that we as Christians ought to disciple the nations, you know, like Jesus says, that's the premise of the book. And so he's developing a political theory about how we can do that. Stephen Wolf. Now, Stephen Wolf is or was the co-host of a podcast with a guy named Thomas Accord and their buddies. And so it seems to me that because people want to silence Stephen Wolf, they are going after, you know, everyone they possibly can to get this book off the shelves, which is not going to work because these people, uh, you know, can't impress who published this book and Stephen Wolf, they, they have their heads straight on their shoulders. So they're not so easy to cancel, but that isn't stopping people from trying. So here's what happened. His co-host, Thomas Accord, uh, he has sort of admitted to this now. We weren't sure if this was actually him or not, but he has now admitted to um, having an internet account that some people, big name people, contributed in uncovering and exposing that said some truly awful things Uh, seemed to be actually some significantly racist stuff in there Uh, said some some bad stuff and again you can do all the research on this on your own I'm just giving you the basic basic facts Uh, it said some pretty bad stuff and 
In more recent history, Thomas Accord seems to have views that entirely contradict these things. And so uh, if this was really him or not, and he seems to be in a a really bad place right now because his life is essentially ruined, and and I'll tell you what the consequence of that was, uh, but he he, uh, has like I said, sort of admitted that this was his account, um, but he also appears to be repentant. He does not believe these things. And even many recent things that he said and even published and uh, is trying to accomplish is entirely contradictory to the things that this account has said in the past. And so in other words, if this really was him, he has changed his views. But some people don't seem to think so, or they are acting like they don't think so because they're really trying to get at this book. (sighs) And so what they've done is they have pressured the school that he worked for, which is a classical Christian education school that he was the headmaster of, and he was forced to resign. Um, He appears, like I said, to have been in a, a really bad place. He's like currently he's uh super upset <laughs> that uh he's jobless and he can't provide for his family he's got a bunch of kids it's horrible the stuff that happened to this guy and all of the pressure that he's getting from all over online now again regardless of if what he said or if that account was really his or not you know that is irrelevant to me the thing that I'm concerned with is, does he believe these things now? And he seems not to. So it is it is not important to me whatsoever if this was actually, if he actually said or believed these things at one point, because he doesn't now. He appears to be repentant. And, you know, time will tell if, if that's actually true or not. Um, you know, a person could conceivably lapse back into bad views, but it doesn't seem that way with what I know of Thomas Accord, the very limited amount that I've researched over the past few days, because I didn't really know much about the guy. I just think this whole situation is interesting. And so some of the big name people who have contributed to releasing this information uh, to all over the internet, you know, because big name people have a big reach, much bigger reach than Thomas Accord, and they have power to make bad things happen to small people. And so three, there's a lot more than three, but three of the people who have probably done the most damage is Neil Shinvey, Rod Dreher, and Joel McDermott. Now, the only person I didn't really know was Joel McDermott. But after doing a very limited amount of looking into the guy, the song, You Will Know We Are Christians By Our Love, does not seem to apply to this dude. A very nasty stuff that he publishes. <laughs> um, but Neil Shinvey is popular. You may have heard of him. I've even mentioned him on the past in my podcast uh, at least a year ago. He, I learned about him because he wrote, I think, pretty good content, uh, kind of refuting CRT, critical race theory. And so a lot of people respected him for that at the time, whenever critical race theory was kind of on the rise. But Uh, He also seems to be kind of soft in a lot of areas and kind of maybe have some leftist infection there. Mm. And he he goes to J.D. Greer's church as well. And J.D. Greer has historically very hardcore pushed 
uh, a lot of aspects of critical race theory. And he's the one who said we should whisper about sexual sin because the Bible doesn't say too much about it. You know, very like bad theology, weird stuff. J.D. Greer's big time, uh, big Eva. And he was the previous president of the uh, two presidents ago of the SBC prior to Ed Litton, prior to Bart Barber. And it, it seems like a bad situation. So the, so Neil Shinvey doesn't seem like too solid of a guy anymore. And then he's participating in this as well. And uh, even after Thomas Accord is fired, he sort of walked back his, I mean, it's hard to explain. He, he didn't apologize. That's the point. Neil Shimby didn't apologize. <laughs> he seems to have softened on his accusation, uh, but he never did apologize. And he seems to almost be victimizing himself on Twitter. Like, yeah, jump on board the hate Neil Shinvey train, uh, which will apply to what I'm going to tell you in a second about cancel culture in general, the lesson that we can learn. But the other guy who I know um, more is Rod Dreher, who I have read three of his books, and I like his opinions on a lot of things. I read uh, Crunchy Conservatives, The Benedict Option, and probably the one that he's most well-known for is Live Not By Lies. And I, especially I thought Live Not By Lies was a very good book. And he he's also jumping on board the cancel train to attack Thomas Accord because his kids, I guess, attended the school that Thomas Accord was the headmaster at. And so this this holds, a, you know, canceling this guy is a strong place in his heart. Now, I'm not saying that these people necessarily are primarily trying to attack this book. Maybe uh, Joel McDermott is, but I don't really believe that Neil Shinby and Rod Dreher are primarily interested in destroying Stephen Wolf or the case for Christian nationalism. Instead, what I think is happening is that they are being manipulated into attacking Thomas Accord by the broader, uh, like Big Eva Christian culture who wants to actually silence this book. Or I could be wrong and they actually could hate this and be trying to destroy it. I don't know. But that's the result that, that ultimately could happen if, uh, if Stephen Wolf and Cannon Press doesn't hold firm against all these attacks and accusations or whatever. So, Thomas Accord was essentially fired. He was forced to resign and he has deleted all of his social media accounts except for the Tullius Adland account, which has said all the horrible things because he doesn't actually have access to it, which was part of the whole mystery in this because nobody's really 100% sure that it was his account or not. Um, but like I said, he is, he has admitted that it like, he doesn't understand how it couldn't be his account um, for various reasons. But it's really sad to see this happen to someone who is repentant. He doesn't believe these things anymore. Now, the accusation that, that Neil Shinby and Rodri are bringing against him is that their concern is that he, is, he has this kind of secret agenda that he is trying to uh, push with this podcast with Stephen Wolf. And Stephen Wolf, because their co-hosts, must have the same agenda too. And so... This secret racism must also be in the case for Christian nationalism. And to that I say, make your own judgment. Read the book. Buy it. In fact, Stephen Wolf has said all of the proceeds from this book through Christmas will go toward um, toward uh, Thomas Accord's 
family to help them provide for themselves while he doesn't have a job. And I think that's a wonderful effort, but if you want to donate to that or not, that's totally up to you. So what is the moral of the story? Well, one of the consequences of this, one of the consequences of these guys attacking this uh, seemingly repentant, seemingly currently faithful Christian is, uh, is that the internet is now looking through their old tweets and their old things that they've said and believed and associations that they have. And they're kind of giving them a taste of their own medicine. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) it's, I don't, none of this is good. I, I hate all of this. None of it's good, but you know, if, if somebody does something bad and that same bad thing comes back and bites them, you know, that's justice. Justice is being done. If if any of the things are true or not, if they do something bad to somebody else and that same thing happens to them, then, you know, that's that's natural law taking its course. So one thing in particular that I'll also just give you the basic uh, <laughs> facts on is with Rod Dreher. So people have uncovered, and, and I want to be clear, I don't take any of this stuff seriously, honestly. So I'm not telling you that Rod Dreher is a terrible guy. He might be, (laughs) but he might not be. I don't know. I read three of his books. Like I said, I like some of his opinions. I don't have a huge thing against Rod Dreher, except that I think he's made a really big mistake in trying to get him fired. These these big name people should be using their influence now to push uh, people to leave this guy alone. And they should be using their influence to push uh, getting him potentially if he's, you know, if he's repentant, rehired at his school or whatever. But, you know, because have you always your entire life believed good stuff? The All the right things? I haven't. I've believed things that are wrong. Should you get fired based on beliefs that you had years ago that you no longer believe? If you go in for a job interview and you're like straight out of college, should the college say, so what degrees did you have 10 years ago? The fact is we don't or we shouldn't judge people based on what they believed or what they did a long, long time ago if they don't believe or do those things anymore. If they have repented from those things, we as Christians, now I know this is a really hard concept for a lot of these big name people to grasp, but There's this thing in Christianity, it's kind of an obscure theological topic, it's called forgiveness, that we should be willing to offer people. (laughs) So anyway, here's what happened to Rod Dreher. People have started digging through his tweets, and he has posted some really creepy, weird sexual tweets in the past (laughs) that I can't really explain. (laughs) They're, uh, They're very strange, very strange, and you can look them up. But uh, on top of that, Roger is divorced, and the claim is that he didn't seem to try too hard to save his marriage. And along with that, which which is true, comes the accusation that maybe Roger is gay. Now, I'm not saying that he's gay. I'm not even saying that I believe that he's gay. Like I said, I do not take any of this stuff seriously. I think it's all ridiculous. I think this cancel stuff is super dumb. But... He's getting a taste of his own medicine here. 
So the accusation has been coming out that Roger is gay and there has been an account created by someone that may or may not be real claiming that Roger that he's a man and Roger tried to seduce him <laughs> at some point in the past. <laughs> and he's got pictures to prove it that he's threatening to release. So, uh, you know, I'll be following that because it's so entertaining. But uh, it, none of this is probably true. We shouldn't just take at face value all the random stuff that we hear. But it seems that these guys have taken at face value the things that they have heard uh, about, you know, from the from the broader big evangelical Christian culture, progressive Christian culture who hates this book, whatever. That Thomas Accord is a bad dude and they're running along with him. They're using their power and their influence to destroy this guy. And so if the internet uses their power and influence to try to destroy these guys, then, you know, repent, guys. You know, repent, Neil Shinvey and Rod Dreher. Don't do this stuff to people. Don't jump on board the cancel train because you will suffer too. If anybody participates in cancel culture, here's the moral of the story. If anybody participates in cancel culture, it's not looking good. You will also be canceled. So here's the solution. Here is the solution for everybody uh, that we can glean from this. Not only the, not only how a entertaining it is that these people are being attacked so harshly in response to their attacking a a potentially innocent guy not innocent in the past but innocent in the present who very potentially didn't deserve the the consequences that he received but we need people like thomas accord people like you and me we need to strive to be uncancelable Now, how do we do that? What does that mean? Well, it means first that we shouldn't believe stupid stuff, which means that we should be educated about important issues. We should either not talk publicly or on the internet about public issues unless we are very confident that what we are saying is true, uh, or we should just be we should be quiet or, or we should be confident and, and say true things. But don't believe stupid stuff. Be educated. Know that what you're saying is true. And if you ever did, and everybody at the very least believed or currently believes stupid stuff, don't do that. But if you ever did and you ever communicated that publicly, delete it. Make it gone. Repent from those things by deleting them. And it's entirely possible that you could have forgotten about these things, like Thomas Accord says that he forgot about a lot of the the old stuff that he said in these accounts that was really uh, awful. It's important to be aware of of these things and to like find you know if you if you have some secret uh, secret what's it called. Uh, fake name that you use like Thomas Accord did, Tullius Adland, uh, you know, d- d- delete it. You know, what? it's it's obvious. If you, you know, if, why even have a, a fake account name? I guess there, there are reasons. Maybe you want to, you know, maybe you, you work at a, 
leftist institution that could fire you for saying things. And so you make another account and you say um, true things there so that you personally are not canceled. You know, that's fine. That's good. That's part of being uncancelable. But you have to think about these things. You have to be strategic about the way that you communicate information. But also, it's important that if you are ever called out for doing something that people think are wrong, never apologize for things that you did that were not wrong. A lot of people, to get pressure off their backs, if they are accused of things, if a lot of pressure is put on them, they will apologize for it. Mm. This has happened in the past with celebrities. They've apologized for things, and then people will just jump on them more. The left does not forgive. Forgiveness is not one of their values. And the Christians who stumble into this infection, they are tricked into not forgiving either, like Neil Shenvey, Rod Dreher, Joel McDermott, and more. They do not know how to forgive in these cases. And so do not apologize for anything you did that was wrong. But if you did do something that was wrong, and you should publicly apologize for it, then do it without hesitation. Because we're Christians. We need to, if we commit a public sin, we need to publicly repent. Privately repent also if you commit private sins. Be uncancelable. Michael Foster, uh, who wrote uh, How to Be a Man, or no, It's Good to Be a Man, he said something really good on Facebook a few days ago. He said, physically be hard to kill. Digitally be hard to cancel. And I think that's a good motto to live by. Digitally be hard to cancel. Physically be hard to kill. Don't apologize for anything that isn't wrong. Always repent of actual sin. But there's more, something else that we can do. Make your job uncancelable as well. If you work in a situation where something like that could happen, consider uh, there are a few things you can do. You could try to start your own business or you could try to get multiple revenue streams to where if you lose one of them, then you have the others. During the vaccine stuff, a lot of people had the, the threat of losing their jobs. So if, if the government decides to do something like that again, are you at risk of losing your job? Be uncancelable. Have multiple revenue streams. Have savings. Uh, have have savings or investments or whatever in multiple places so that if something bad happens to one stream, then you have others to fall back on. This also is something I recognize that takes a lot of time. And so, and I am working towards this myself. And so I think we all should be working towards this because the world hates faithful Christians. The world does not want to have reasonable conversation like we should, and they just want to destroy us. So be uncancelable, but also, you know, let's have reasonable conversations about these things instead. Even even the the big big name famous people like Rod Dreher, who I expected way more out of. These people should be willing to have reasonable conversations and, you know, approach these people personally and in private and have these conversations with them and not just seek to get them fired from their jobs and ruin their lives. That's no good. So stay as far away of being either a casualty or a participant in the cancel wars that are going on right now, and you will do good. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. 